This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Uh, now. Okay. Perfect. All right. Welcome in to another episode of Expected Bets for it is May 16th. We'll be talking about the conference finals. We got the East all set finally. Or not finally, I would say about the West. But uh, yes, in the East, we got Florida and Carolina. And in the West, we got Dallas and Golden Knights. But before we get into all that, let's bring in the rest of the crew here. Franco, how we doing out there, Philadelphia? Doing good. Starting to warm up. Got my, got my beard trimmed down a little bit. I mean, I'm no, I'm no Arizona weather, but uh, it's starting to get nice here. It's been a beautiful week, so I can't complain. Um Ready for the ready for this next round, and man, I'm I'm surprised just how how quick this playoffs has gone so far, and and what we've seen so far. So, um, you know, feeling good about these next series, but we'll see if we're on the same sides for everything. But yeah, you a Sixers fan, or I just want to touch about that a little more Philly? Yeah, game. they should they should have got they should have got rid of Doc last year. So I mean, this is just I'm, I'm not surprised, um, unfortunately, but. Yeah, it's been it's been a pretty brutal year. You get like Eagles losing the Super Bowl, the Union lost in the in the championship for the MLS Cup, and the Phillies lost in the World Series, and now the Sixers lost. Um, so only the Flyers are just pathetic and yeah. don't count in the city. So <laughs> for sure, Betsky, how we doing out there in Arizona? Well, we got our big vote today for the arena, so I'm I'm pretty pretty damn nervous. So we'll see how I'm feeling a little bit later tonight. Um, and yeah, it's, it, we already hit a hundred, so it is, it is upon us. Yep. <laughs> so, I'm sweating. I'm sweating through these playoffs. I'm sweating around the house. It's just, Constantly it's just sweaty, sweat, sweat city yeah. right now, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Without further ado, let's get into it. So out of the East, we have Florida and Carolina, obviously Carolina kind of want to be favorites coming into uh, these best playoffs, obviously not one of the heavy favorites, but they were up there. They were in kind of the eight to one, 10 to one range that we did see Florida. On the other hand, I mean, we could talk about, it, it feels like this team for hours, but um, we'll start off with this here. Betsky, obviously they take care of business uh, in the second round here, handle Florida or handle Toronto easily four to one. It seems like what were kind of your thoughts uh, in that series in general and kind of Florida moving forward. I think this is the way GMs are going to be trying to build teams left and right. So I, back when the Blackhawks first started being like a really dominant team, yep. it seemed like everybody wanted to try to get these silky smooth, slippery, slippery like Patrick Kane types, and then you kind of smash them with all these big leadership types. Um, and I think we're seeing a slight evolution of that. So I think instead of having just, you know, stay at home defensemen and just big bruisers and your bottom six, I think you just try to like sprinkle in some of these like newer style power forwards that you see in like Matthew to Chuck. 
uh, where they they have great hands, they can score, they bring all the intangibles, and they are pricks. I heard this on actually Thirty Two Thoughts yesterday about how you need a group of pricks to win, and they they were commenting about Tampa and how it was all skill and they got swept by Columbus. Well, every year after that, it was like adding a new, the prickiest prick in, in the league was added each each year. And you just saw them do it yeah. this season by spending first on Van Croke, right? Or or I know it's a J name or is it Ian Mark? Regardless, they spent it first on what seems like a younger third liner kind of power forward type. Yeah, Tanner Janot. Janot, thank you. Um. And you know this is this is kind of that next step. Uh, I mean, these guys are unicorn players too. There aren't many of them. Brady, Chuchuk, Maddie, um, Shevnikov, Rantanen are probably the top tier names in this this kind of type of player. And obviously, not many teams have them. But I think the biggest learning lesson here is that speed still kills, but you need to be able to back that up with some size and and grit. And we were just ripping apart the Florida blue line at the beginning of the season. And now you look at it and it's kind of this perfect mix of outlet passing puck transition, getting shots on net, letting the forwards clean it up around the net. And then just a couple anchors in the back. I mean, to think that they have two stalls on this team that are still like carrying their weight is insane. So yeah. I don't know. I think I think a lot of teams are going to be looking at Florida, and Carolina is built very similarly as as kind of what to do moving forward. I guess Vegas is very similar too. I mean, you could say Dallas. I mean, you could all four of these teams are practically mirrored versions of each other. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the stalls too. I mean, there's three of them in this series right here. You got two on Florida, and then Jordan, obviously, in Carolina. Yeah, so yeah, I forget. <laughs> makes it easy for the family, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, I'll throw it to you on the other side here, Franco. Obviously, Carolina kind of takes care of business in New Jersey, four two, and then previously the Islanders four two again. Here, we talked about this team coming into the playoffs with kind of dealing with a few injuries here, a little bit question mark on their goaltending here as well, but it seems like they've kind of got that depth scoring that's allowed them to kind of continue through and just adapt their style of play to just keep winning games. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Like what Martin Nook went from zero points in the um, Islander series to like 10. He's got 10. Yeah. <laughs> that second series. Yeah. I mean, that's wild, you know, I, and he, he's not really that, that guy historically no. or there's never been any evidence of that from him he's just, you know a good a good defensive player that, that plays on that stall line and, and helps shut down teams and gets you know gets a couple points here and there but you wonder if he's turning a corner or something like that it's it seems like they're getting scoring from these different guys and i, I know nazan's young still he's he's shown a little bit um over the over the whole course of the year really but and him and natchez as well um so I don't know. I, I was really high on this team earlier in the season and the idea of Pacioretty coming back and then maybe acquiring somebody. They, I know they're in on Team of Meyer and I really thought this team was just going to be dominant. Um, it was going to be them and the Bruins going all the way and that that was going to be this, this Eastern Conference Finals. And then all of a sudden the injuries started happening and they lost Sveshnikov. They didn't get Meyer. They didn't really add anybody except for uh, Gostas Bear 
um, during, you know, towards the end of the uh, trade deadline. But I don't know. Now, now it just seems like, okay, we're here. We're still damn good. We still have really good depth. We have, have that shutdown line. Our blue line is just dominant. Um, I think that's going to be what decides the series. If, if Florida's blue line can continue playing like they have been, I mean, me still, I still look at that Florida blue line and look like they're playing over their heads to me just when I yeah. look at it. Right. Um, and I just line them up with, the, with this, with this Carolina blue line. And I'm, I just feel like I, I would rather have almost everybody on the, the Carolina blue line over anybody on the Florida blue line. So, yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I still think they have an edge there. Um, home ice is going to play big for Carolina as well. Um, th- they have that advantage with the stall line being able to match up against Kachuk and, you know, frustrate him and stop him. So it, it'll be interesting. I, I think this is going to go back and forth a little bit, but I, I re- I'm really impressed with Carolina. Um, they, they beat two teams that I thought would give them a little bit more of a run and they kind of just completely shut them down, both of them. So it, it just shows how dominant their defense is and how good Freddie Anderson and Ranta can be when, when they're on and healthy. So, Yeah, I completely agree. And I'll throw it to you here, Betsky. One kind of last question before we talk about some numbers here in terms of the odds of the series here. Bobrovsky leads the playoffs with a plus 9.3 goal saved above expected. I mean, we'd always talked about Florida has had issues goaltending in the playoffs the past few seasons, it seemed like. But it seems like he's kind of recaptured that magic when he was on uh, Columbus for a little bit here. So I want to hear your thoughts on uh, on him and kind of if you think he can keep it up moving forward. He's finally doing what everybody used to criticize him for, of not showing up in the playoffs and being a great regular season goalie. And now he's flip-flopped, and this season he was pretty average. And luckily Florida can score and kept them in games even last season. Uh, and now he – got them through quite possibly the two best offenses in the East. (laughs) It's pretty crazy. Uh, We were talking about it this morning, just in our kind of chat and we're we're probably discuss it more in length this summer, but the whole goalie carousel right now is just very different than it used to be. And, and I think that a lot of teams just don't, stick with their guys and don't stay patient with with goaltenders who can really have up and downs in their careers and bumpy and rocky roads and a lot of times the skill and the the mental fortitude still comes through eventually maybe it's not last year maybe two seasons ago wasn't great but when they put it all together it's you say it every year a hot goalie can take you all the way to the cup and if bob's doing that now why not who would you would is there any other goaltender you would rather have right now out of the four remaining? So you have Bobrovsky, Anderson, mm-hmm. Hill, mm-hmm. and Ottinger. Probably Ottinger, man. I, yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, after, I don't know. After two, yeah. after two, he just been great. bad game. Yeah, he hasn't been great. I mean, I Bob hasn't had a maybe has had one straight up bad game out of. What he did? He play two or three games against versus Boston. At least, at least two. Um, or did looking. he play four? Played five. That sorry, got, that's what I meant. Got, yeah, he's got ten games. It was played. just the first two that yeah, was. Yeah, he's got wise. ten games played. Yeah. So I mean, 
You're right, though. It is it is tough. It's that thing of do you trust Ottinger to kind of – he would be the only one I'd throw into that mix maybe of do you trust him to kind of rebound. I mean, he's shown in the past he can, obviously. Yeah. But as of now, I mean, there's no hotter goalie than Bobrovsky. Then I don't really think it's a debate. No, I don't either. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So and if if I want that hot goalie or that goalie magic that gets you all the way through, Bob's the, Bob's the one I want right now. Right now, now yes, could change goal, games. Goalies too. could change. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could, could be much different a game too. Come around, yeah, yes. So, all right, let's get into the prices here. So Florida obviously sure. plus one fifteen uh, to win the series here. Carolina minus one thirty five here. Kind of what you expected here. Florida's been the underdog in every one of those series so far. Some heavier than others, obviously, given the Boston matchup in the first round here people continue to doubt this team and i'll throw it to you here franco do you think that this i think this is one of their tougher matchups against carolina given carolina's like you said before blue line i think carolina has the capability to shut down this offensive prowess that florida's kind of shown but i want to hear your thoughts on this and kind of what you're leaning for in this series yeah i mean I know, I know I've been kind of low on Florida this year in general, and they've impressed me. Um, I keep coming back to the thought of – I know they were good last series, and obviously they were great against the Bruins, but how much of that win against the Leafs is on the Leafs and how much of it is on Florida being good? And, and Bob was great. I mean, um, I think the first few games he had like 36, 37 saves – um, game three and four, kind of the pace slowed down a little bit when they went back to Florida. Um, but I feel like there was just a ton of just not high danger opportunities when I was watching those games by Toronto. Um, lots of turnovers by them. And all those games were really tight. A lot of three, two games. Right. Um, so again, I don't, is it like the Toronto gripping their sticks can't, get through the the playoffs type of thing or is it that florida is really legit and we should be i don't know you know we we should be trusting them here um i honestly think the price is a little short at minus 140 on carolina at home um just for how good they've been i get it you know um florida coming off that series and bob playing great and season series the games have been relatively low scoring um florida 2-1 on the season versus them. But I just think, or sorry, Carolina 2-1 versus Florida on the season series. But 140 to me is, I, like, I'm, I'm contemplating betting that um, straight. I, I don't usually go that high on a, on a play. Um, but I, I just feel like this is a game, this is a game Carolina is going to win um, at home, first game of the series, get started off right. Um and I, I think this is going to be a different team than, than what Florida's seen so far. I, I don't think that Boston was right. Um, we, we found out later Allmark was, wasn't healthy. They kind of forced him to play regardless. He didn't look right. Bergeron came back from that issue he was dealing with. I, I just I don't know if Boston was in the place that, that they were supposed to be in. I don't know that Toronto was playing to their best capabilities because of their issues, their playoff issues. I think Carolina has been here. They have a great coach. They have great depth players that have been there. So this game one specifically, I'm definitely targeting Carolina. I I do think the series will go pretty long, six or seven games, but that's where I'm going game one here. Yeah. Betsky, how about you here? 
Well, I took Carolina to win the conference this summer, so I have a futures bet on that. So my my money is on Carolina. My brain says Carolina, but my heart's with Florida. And at this point, I'll probably hedge just because if we get some plus money value on that. Um, no reason not to for me, for my situation. So, I mean, if, if anybody else is in that same spot where you have Carolina as a futures, I mean, you can get a lot of value on, uh, on Florida right now too. Do you have that um, as a cup future to win the cup or just the Eastern conference, Eastern conference and okay. the cup, to be honest. Yeah. I have a cup future on them as well. So I'm yeah. trying to figure out what exactly. Same here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I'll, I'll, so hopefully I get to hedge twice. Yes. <laughs> you yes. know, um, I- yeah, I'll let you finish, but I'll talk about my strategy. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't think this is – I think this really is almost almost a coin toss, but I, I lean Carolina a little bit here too because, yeah, the, the, the defensive depth is night and day when, when I'm just sitting here kind of looking at the lineup. Uh, but Florida, Florida can put pucks on net and – they can get in your head, and if Carolina cannot play their the game plan they want to play and and play keep away when they take a slight lead and and prevent Florida from getting into the crease and and getting playing down and behind the net and and getting pucks in deep and, and just constantly on target, if they can't handle the speed too, I think this. Florida could slowly take this. I think this is going to be a long series too. I think uh, as you kind of mentioned, Franco home home advantage for Carolina is going to be huge. That building is rocking. But if they drop one early out of these first two games, and Florida can snatch two at home, this is this is going to be it's going to be a tight one. Um, I don't I I don't know. It's it's there's a little bit of magic component to it too, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you look at the markets to their left, obviously I don't think the NHL, these are any ideal markets by any means. Uh, Moving forward here with Toronto and Edmonton being eliminated as well. It is interesting though. It's because it's still a great matchup on paper. It may not be the flashiest, flashiest of matchups, but it is still one of the best matchups we've seen kind of in the playoffs this season here. Going back to your point here, I think the only chance Florida stands is that they need to split one of the first two games in Carolina for sure. And the way they're going to do that is by Bobrovsky stealing a game for them. Yes. That's going to be their kind of their game plan for sure. I mean, what he stopped 52 in game uh, five versus Toronto and kind of just bailed them out there. Questionable goal, call, whatever. Not going to get into that. But um, I do like Carolina in game one as well. And I, I think for my future here, I think Carolina wins this. So I don't think this is the opportunity to hedge. Maybe, obviously, in the Stanley Cup, we'll kind of see what the odds are, depending who comes out of the West. But I don't think I'm hedging here um, at this Carolina price as of now, because I do think they're going to win here. So it, I, I was, I think in my head, I think Carolina's Ford core is a lot less deep than it actually is. And I just pulled it up. Um, the that third and fourth line, line right now is line. really, st- I mean, th- huh? That second line of fast Martin Hook. Um, Hook and the Emmy is starting to shine. Yeah. But, I mean, they got guys like Stepan on the fourth line and, and Stancy. 
and these guys have been around the block. These guys have been to the finals before. Yeah. I mean, lots, lots of vets, lots of guys that know how to win. Yeah, it's it's big. I mean this this is when it really does matter when coaching matters and yes, and Brendan Moore maybe. Brendan Moore's awesome. He I, may I mean, be the best. I mean, yeah, I, I know I'm Cassidy will coaches. probably win the Jack Adams this year because of what he did, but yeah, but but playoff pedigree in in these games when when. I, I really think that played in a part into Florida winning that that game against the Leafs too, and Maurice. Maurice just I, I don't think that 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 they made enough adjustments in, in time at least. So, um, I mean, Maurice coached Brendan Moore. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's crazy. I didn't think about that back in yeah. like, two thousand one, right? Uh, 2008, 2009, and let and was the coach through 2011, 2012. Okay. And Brendan Moore retired in 09, 09, 10. So for about two years. Crazy. But yeah, I just think I just think it's a, an edge too. It's just some something we don't always factor in, but I, I do think it's important to have a guy that's been there and knows how to make those adjustments. Yeah, he's been a great coach, obviously. Take take Carolina to the playoffs each of his first five seasons. So clearly something's working in that locker room here. Um, all right, anything else in the series here? Or do you want to move on to Dallas Vegas? Have you I, guys looked at player props at all? I haven't looked at one? the market yet, but yeah. I it's gonna be interesting. I think this is gonna be very much a game by game type series where one game we could have you know, high 30 shots from both teams. And then the next game, it just plummets to like 28 to 25 shots. I, I think this is going to be a chess matchup. I mean, yeah, we just discussed both teams have great coaches. These teams are so similar when you just see them on paper. One has better defensive depth and one has better forwards right now. Um, and I think there's going to be a lot of game plan changing. Yeah, that last change is going to matter a ton this series, especially with the coaching matchup. Yeah, because Natchez is on the third line, listed on the third line right now. Which was he placed there during the Jersey series, or is this that doesn't seem right? I saw that lineup earlier today on Daily Faceoff. This is a team practice from yesterday. Yeah, it kind of gave me pause because I I thought that Martinook and Fost were with Stahl, but maybe I'm mixing things up. I mean, you know what other sharpshooting right wingers on the third line for Florida? <laughs> Reinhardt. I mean, this it, it looks like the same team. You can just like replace different names here. Only thing that Carolina is missing is a Tachuk. Yeah. All right. Uh, quick, quick little stats here. Florida, obviously, last time they went to the Cup, nineteen ninety six. Carolina in two thousand and six. So that's kind of the only stats I got on those two. But let's move on to Dallas, Vegas. So the series price, Vegas favored here, minus 140, Dallas plus 120 in the series here. Battle of Pete DeBoer. I mean, DeBoer obviously fired by Vegas in the offseason, goes on over to Dallas. We know his track record with uh, teams kind of in his first season here. But what, what a kind of a tale of two stories for him here. Um, kind of facing his former team here. I'll throw it to you here, Betsky, here. Uh, and this one, Dallas obviously coming off a game seven win versus Seattle. Um, 
what's kind of your level of faith in this team uh, heading into the conference finals? I'm a little bit shook on Dallas's defensive pairings now, where before I had a lot more confidence in it. Uh, they could not keep up with Seattle's motor, uh, which I think is going to be another buzzword you're going to hear all offseason is how teams need more motor. <laughs> and if you look at the East, both teams have a lot of motor. Um, Vegas has a lot of motor. Um, so uh, I have... I have a lot less faith in Dallas going into the series than I would have. If you told me two weeks ago that it was going to be Dallas Vegas, I would say Dallas is coming out. No problem. Now I don't know. I kind of like that Vegas blue line up and down way more, but then we also have a huge discrepancy in goaltending. I think. I yeah. mean, we were touching that Otters had a couple bad games, and and he's young, so he's kind of inconsistent in that that realm. But he, I think it's he has a crazy record of bouncing back after a loss. And, yeah, that's uh, crazy. His bounce back record is insane. That's yep. And and Hill used to be on the Coyotes, and he's I've seen him play some great games. I, if I remember correctly, he tends to not do as well when things get tighter around him. And Dallas can play. Dallas has bullies. They they like to be right up in front of the net. But oh, man, I I think Vegas has this one. Yeah, Frank, I'll throw it to you to touch about Dallas. I mean, obviously, you were on Seattle all year, but I mean, despite a disappointing loss, it seems like they may do a bunch of money this year. At least. <laughs> I, I, team. I don't even care about the loss last <laughs> night. It's like they made me so much the hell of a team uh, this year for just getting no market respect. So it, it's, it was a fun ride, but um, also yeah. really quickly, how crazy would it have been to see the two expansion teams play against each other in the conference? I, I, I would have really liked, in the same. Yeah. Happening would be so low, let alone two years in. Yeah. I mean, it would have been a good matchup too. Um, I, th mm -hmm. I think it would have been a little more high flying than what I think this series is going to end up being like. I think this is going to be a little bit tighter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I think the experience kind of showed in that last game for Dallas. Um, it was very tight, and um, I, f I feel kind of like I said about Toronto. It seemed like Seattle was kind of the team gripping their sticks a little tighter in that game and every play was was close and everything was tight and it just took that one breakdown with Alexiak and um Hintz is gonna bury that every time so um <clears throat> but as far as the series goes I I lean Vegas here I think the blue line again is is huge now I read a story while we're kind of getting ready here that Thompson may be available to return at some point um, according to Jesse Granger of the Athletic. So, I mean, I don't know what that means. You know, is, is he going to be good to go? Do you, do you risk throwing him in there in like a game three if the series is tied 1-1? One, one? It's, it's kind of a scary proposition, you know, for a guy that hasn't played. So, just something to consider, though. I think it all depends on Hill. Yeah. I think that'd be the only reason is if Hill has struggled in the first two games and they really have no one else to turn to. And if Thompson is ready to kind of come back, 
whether he's 100% or not, I think that's kind of their only option. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think that I-, I was pretty impressed with Hill and, and Brossois, honestly. I I mean, Edmonton, for-, for all their issues with their lack of depth, and we've talked about this a thousand times, so it's just the McDavid and Drysdale show and everybody else and all that. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the adjustments that, that they made in that series, yeah. and I-, I couldn't believe it. I mean, Edmonton outscored them in – the last two th- first periods, right, of the, the last two games, and and couldn't score again basically for the rest of the game. I think they had one goal combined in the last two uh, two periods in the last two games. Obviously, they had nothing after the first period in in the last game there. So, I don't know. It's it's pretty impressive how dominant they've been and how they've been able to just quickly score and quickly rebound every time Edmonton would score. Vegas got one right back, and. I mean that that's devastating for a team, and I I, th- I think this Dallas blue line looked really leaky, and uh-huh. they finally benched Hockenpah, who just was brutal. I I don't know why he kept getting run every single game. Um, everything I was reading on on you know various li- lineup pages and stuff like that with with Dallas fans was like, why is this guy still in here? Come on, put put Hanley in or put um, Harley in or whatever whoever was benched for him. So. That that blue line in the last game is probably what they're going to roll with going forward. But I still, I mean, Haskins probably the best defenseman on the ice, but all the rest of the parts Vegas has them beat there. So um, I think the forward groups are pretty com- comparable. Though, uh, yeah, too. veterans, goal scorers, tough guys, you know, big big forechecking guys, guys with speed. They 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 all have a little bit of everything. So. Um, I think it's going to be a hell of a series, though. I think it's going to be tight. I think I think there could be some overs. I think there could be some tight, low-scoring games that you know we might we might see some draws in this series actually. So I might I might look at a couple of those. But end of the day, I think I lead lead Vegas. Yeah. So going off that, you mentioned draws. These teams met three times in the regular season. Here, two of those matchups did go to a shootout, uh, and Dallas is three and zero against Vegas this year. I did see. And, That's crazy. Wow. Every game has also gone under. Yep. So, I mean, you look at the shots, though, that Ottinger had to stop. He's pretty much had to face, what, 36, 43, 25, or 20. So, I mean, I think this series ultimately depends on him, kind of like Bob Brofsky in that Eastern Conference Finals matchup. I think if he doesn't show up, Vegas kind of handles him pretty easily, maybe 4-1. Dallas sneaks one out at home or whatnot, but... If Ottinger is not on his game, I think this is a pretty easy series and Vegas heads on to the uh, cup. In terms of game one here, I know we talked about the line, pretty similar line here um, going off this Vegas minus 130, Dallas plus 110 over under five and a half here. Franco, I know you said before you're willing to lay kind of that 140 on Carolina in the Easter Conference game, finals game one here. Do you kind of feel the same way about Vegas in this game one? I think so. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing 135 on DK. Um, I might do something like a split between that and reg. Um, that, that might be what I kind of go with to try to like get, get it down a little bit. Um, what was that play that you used to do of a team to win the first game and then the series? Oh yeah. That's, that's always, that's not a bad look for bo- both of these series really. Cause you're going to get value. 
Um, let me see if I can find that. But yeah, usually it's usually it's like even money. Um, if you like a team to win the series and to win the first game, then it's it's you know a nice value. Um, let's see if I can find. Yeah. Yeah, because it's yeah. something like sixty to sixty-five percent of the time that team that wins the first game wins the series or something. Yeah, and and you would expect these home teams to take care of game one. Game two is the game where if you wanted yeah. to bet the bet the road team, that's where you're going to be looking um, for both games. So Carolina to win game one and the series is plus one fifty. Huh. Uh, Vegas to win game one and the series plus one fifty-five. So I mean, there's no point in betting the series price to me. And that that would be the way I would do it if I'm gonna do it, because um, you're getting nice value. Plus one fifty five is nice. Um, what book's that on? That's on DK. Okay. Uh, I, I think FanDuel should have something similar too. So, I mean, you just gotta go to series props. Um, yeah. But but yeah, I mean, I mean, I think both these games. I, I mean, it's it's a little chalky, and you know, I, I guess people want to hear something different. Probably that, oh, we're on the dogs or on the, on the road teams, but. For this game one, at least, I, I I can't get away from these home teams. Um, I think they're just a little too too good in with their home ice advantage. Um, but I, again, I do I don't think this is going to be an easy series here. Um, so I I think I think it's going to be pretty tight. Yeah, Betsky, any leans in game one here? I'll go a little bit against the grain here. I I do. Th- I do like Vegas to keep that momentum going. They got an extra, they'll have an extra like day or two, I guess just one day of rest that Dallas will. Um, and, and outside of some of the shenanigans Kane was doing, I thought that was a pretty, you know, peaceful <laughs> playoff series That's where right. I decided to, and, yeah, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> outside of well outside of some of the small incidents i didn't feel like it was no it wasn't know, the fourth line is just beating no. up the third line or second yeah. line and and where i thought there was probably a lot more wear and tear in the dallas seattle series as far as just exhaustion and 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 grinding it out a lot more um but I still, I still think Vegas is just going to – that's a loud building too. That's a – I mean, I don't know if they've even been all that great at home this this year. And, I mean, Winnipeg, they just kind of handled outside that first game. But um, I'll give a lean to Florida potentially in that game one, though, because Carolina has been off for a while, and, and yeah. sometimes uh, that can that can lead to some issues. <laughs> so if – if I were to take one road team, it would be Florida out of the game, game once over Dallas. Okay. If you All if right. you want to get crazy, you can do Florida to win game one and Panther or and Carolina to win the series. That's plus four twenty five. So really, that's interesting. That's yeah. actually really interesting. Yes, yeah, so I I mean if you do if you do feel good about something like that, then mm-hmm. I mean that's nice value there. So sure, something to look at. All right, before we wrap up here, let's give our uh, predictions here. Uh, we'll start in the Eastern Conference Finals here. Franco, we're going to go with winner and in how many games here. Um, so we'll let you start. I'm going to go Carolina in six. Okay. Betsky? I'm going to do Carolina in six as well. Okay. I think Florida kind of continues this. I'm, I'm going to say Carolina in seven. So I think it comes down to the game seven there. Uh, in terms of the West here, Betsky, we'll start with you here. I'll do Vegas and then seven here. 
Franco? Vegas in six. We go Dallas in seven. All right. <laughs> we go Dallas in seven here. We'll do a little parody here. I think Dallas, I mean, who knows? I mean, if if we have a goalie issue and or goalie controversy in Vegas, this could get this could get ugly for them real quick. So, that's yeah. what are your guys' thoughts on Jason Robinson or Robertson? So, this was going to be my next question: <laughs> Who, what, what is the X factor on each team that could totally change the series, either good or bad? And Jason Robertson, to me, is the one who could really propel Dallas from struggling and not getting enough points and and not having enough uh, offense to really worry Vegas to uh, he's clutch and he helps push his team through finally he has not been great uh he's been more of a supporting player I mean I think he's been racking up some decent points and he's still shooting to some extent but he hasn't looked dangerous per se no but if he's taking one of the best defensive forwards off somebody else, like Hints, and maybe that's why we're seeing such an uptick in Hints' production. I don't know. But if Robertson, if Robertson just out of nowhere gets hot in this series, because maybe he's just great against playing Vegas or something, then watch out for Dallas. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this before, too, especially in, in terms of teams, kind of that shooting percentage of, hey, this team's kind of gone on a run in the last 10 games. You check their shooting percentage and it's like 16 percent or something kind of crazy here. Robertson's got one of the lowest in the playoffs right now at the 5.4. So you wonder if that wow. regression, if it just kind of that inverse regression almost just comes back and he just kind of has himself a series here. But. I agree with the uh, I agree with Robertson, but I, I still go back to it. This is Ottinger's series to win or lose. Sure, they, he's ultimately the X factor for that team, and if he doesn't show up and hasn't been kind of great, he has a minus three point three goal save that we expected, which is something I don't think we've seen from him in his, uh, especially last year. So I think he is the factor there. In terms of Vegas here, who's their X factor? Probably Hill, right? just because of the nature of, of him. I, I think him or Eichel, I guess. I guess if Eichel has that monster series where he finally does show up. But I lean Hill, I think. Betsky? I'm going to zag a little bit here and go Stone. He's been great. Uh, he's been kind of the main factor of why we're getting secondary scoring out of Vegas. But if if – if that top line gets shut down somehow by Dallas or or Andrew can just kind of keep Marshall quiet, they're going to need to find a way to break through. And I think that Stone Chandler Stevenson's line could be what ends up if if Eichel was the reason why McDavid and Dry got shut down because he was just fantastic against McDavid all all outside of like maybe one or two games. The way when they made those adjustments after that spanking at home everything changed with Eichel, I felt. Um, but just to switch it up a little bit, I, I think if Mark Stone comes out here and and just brings out a secondary scoring that, that you know, Dallas can't handle, I think that's going to really propel them. Yes, Stone has 12 points in 11 games, so certainly been a factor. Um, all right, we'll do last ones for Florida and Carolina here. Franco, we got here. For Florida, it's got to be uh, Barkov. 
I, I yeah. feel like he's been not – I mean, I don't want to say not mm. even, but <laughs> – he, I, I just I, for what for the quality of player he is, it's I don't know, man. Like, where is he? His, his shooting percentage again five point nine. Yeah. So I, mean, I, I can see it. I mean, yeah. Where where has he factored in? I think he had three points total in that series. Um, he's not shooting a ton. I think he had like a game or two where he, where he had like three or four shots, but. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't been the guy that that we that we want to see. Um, so yeah, I, I I think him and um, for Carolina, I think it's Aho. Um, yeah, he was a little bit quiet in the Devil series, which I feel like they didn't need him to be um, the big Martin the Nook. big guy. Yeah, because Martin Nook was just like a god for some reason. Yeah, um, but he he was the X factor. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, what the hell, right? Martin Nook definitely. So. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I think I think Aho's a great player. So I, yeah. I saw I saw some news about Teravine potentially coming back. So I think that gives them a little bit of a boost as well. But I think Jarvis is, or sorry, Aho's just an awesome player, and yeah, um, I think he can be that guy for sure. Betsky, yeah, yeah. Aho for sure for Carolina yeah. for me, and he's he's going to have his hands full. Uh, I don't know if they're going to pair them up against the truck line or or the Barkov line, or try to exploit it and, and have it matched up against Lundell. Um, but he's he's going to have to try to – he's going to have to shut down some very good offensive players on Florida uh, regardless, I think. Um, and, yeah, I, did he even have a goal in this Jersey series? Maybe one? One. One. Yeah, that's – and and he was he – was, he was probably one of the big X factors and actually probably Ranta was the X factor for the Islanders series and maybe Ajo. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. I, th- I think he's going to have to really uh, be the support if, if this team is going to try to be able to outscore Florida. And then on the Florida side, I'm going to switch it up here and go Ekblad. Uh, we're talking about how the Florida blue line needs to be better. Montour has been awesome. Uh, Ekblad's been shooting less. Uh, I've seen him make some kind of sloppy plays here and there. I, I know he probably has a lot of a lot to carry, uh, but when Gudis has probably been your best shutdown defenseman, the, the guy who has better skill and can skate better and and has a better stick should step up here, and and he's going to have to be able to, you know. Uh, help propel Bob from crumbling here. I think, uh, yeah, that, yeah. that would be my X factor on Florida. I think a big, a big game from Ekblad or a big series from him could really help them get through. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with kind of a basic answer here. Kachuk. He's pretty much yeah. the heart and the soul of this team for sure. He's shown up in the playoffs so far as 16 points already. I think the biggest thing for him, too, is, I mean, obviously we saw Edmonton kind of gain the majority of their scoring chances and goals through power play. Kachuk leads the playoffs right now with 11 even-strength goals. Wow. Points. So, I mean, the five-on-five five factor is huge for him, and I think this team just rallies around him. So if he has another good series, I certainly wouldn't put, uh, wouldn't put it past Florida to kind of make a run at the Cup this year for sure. Any other closing thoughts? How about how about your Con Smythe pick at this point? One from the West, one from the East. 
I think everybody's original picks have to be thrown out now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> can you even bet on it now? Is there still odds? Yeah, you can. Okay. The odds are pretty good. I mean, I'd have to look at their like their current numbers as far as guys go. Um, one that's intriguing, if you do like Dallas, Pavelski at 1,500. Um, if he keeps about, up his pace. He's, he's missed a lot of games, though. I know, but I think he's even with hints despite missing that almost that whole first round. Um, with four goals in one game, though. Yeah, but still, I mean, I think Pavelski's – you know his history in the in the cup and stuff like that. I think he'll still be productive productive if they get there. Um, I have a hard time saying anybody but hints if Dallas is ready to win a cup. Yeah, it's probably the case. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I don't know for for Carolina's tough. If you if you like Carolina, yeah, I don't really know who you go with for Carolina. Um, Maybe Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, but he didn't even play the first series. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't lost yet, though. What? Brent Burns. He hasn't lost a game? No, he's lost one against the Devils. He lost the one against the Devils. Right? Uh, what about Brent Burns? 2,200. 20, Anderson's the only goalie among the 23 who have started at least one playoff game that doesn't have a loss. He's 5-0 and with a 1.8 GAA and a .931 save percentage in six games. So Ronta started that jersey game. Weird. Yeah, it's got to be Anderson, man. Yeah. What is, what's Anderson's odds? Plus 900 on DK. That's pretty huh. good. I mean, that's pretty good. If you, it, if I, you I think Carolina wins this and wins the cup, and they're yeah, the current I mean, favorites to do so. That's a pretty good price. I, I'd rather bet that than Carolina to win the cup right now if I'm trying to. Totally, totally. Yeah, I yeah. completely agree. Yeah, I might, I might actually put that in. Yeah, I may too. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't think – I think Ajo is too quiet – Jersey series, unless yeah. he unless he comes unless out he and has, like, yeah. yeah, they have no guy that's a point per game scorer in the playoffs. <laughs> and then I think Tuchuk would be the obvious answer for Florida. For Florida, I, I even with Bob playing so well, I, I there's a story. It's a name people are more familiar with. It's yeah. it's good for hockey for Matthew Tuchuk to win that award. Mm-hmm. What and about then, what about Vegas? Vegas. This is what I'm curious about here. <laughs> what are the odds? What are the odds you the have to say guys it. here. You Eichel, have to say it Stone. as an ex-Buffalo fan. Eichel's, Eichel's plus 600. Stone's 1,000. Um, There's no way. There's no way I'm not taking Ike. I like 80, Ike. 81's 20, or Aiden Hill's 2,500. Matt, um, because he may not. He, I mean, Thomas yeah. could come in. What about, yes, Mar- what about March or so? What about March or so, though? I mean, oh. he, he was pretty good in that Edmonton series, right? Yes, I don't think he did having... much in the first round, though. I mean, it's so tight right now. You'd almost want the value, right? Because Eichel's got 14 points. Stone's got 12. And March or so has got 10. So it's almost like for the next two series, you're banking on either Stone or March or so to have a good two good series. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're looking at Eichel's 600, Stone's 1,000, and Marchessault's 3,000. So I don't hate Stone at 1,000. Yeah. Yeah. 10 to 1. I mean, you could throw like five or 10 bucks or, you know, I mean, something small. You don't have to go crazy. And I I think you'd be pretty happy if you're holding that if one of these teams makes it. For sure. So we know know who it would be. I'm staring right at you, Gates. <laughs> I'm not, not going to say his name. Michael or Bust. Yeah. Yep. No. 
All righty, here. Uh, let's wrap this up here. Franco, where can the people find you? Twitter at Franco the Banker. Awesome. Betsky? Twitter at Gretzky Betskies and the Parlay Science Discord. Awesome. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Gator Betting and on the Odds Breakers. We'll have a few more episodes kind of coming out uh, throughout this series, especially now that they've kind of narrowed it down. So be on the lookout for those. But again, we appreciate you listening. This has been another episode of Expected Bets 4. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.